Welcome to Hot Laps, brought to you by Heat Shield Products. Race testing. All right, welcome back to Hot Laps. Shane, we're on lap 23. Wow. That's, uh, I don't know, pretty... Wow. Shane on the board over there. We're happy to have him. It's myself and Shane today. Nobody from Florida and... Uh, we got Richard over here. And no Steve. Yeah, Richard's here. He's manning the cameras. Yeah. So, uh, how are you? I'm great. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Kids are getting back, ready to go back to school? Yeah, back to school at home. Back to school at home. I know. It's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know what is pretty impressive though what's impressive is how well the school is doing with um being organized you know we got school starting next tuesday uh-huh. and i think we're getting the schedules on tuesday oh wow i meant in the automotive industry oh okay but at least i mean at <laughs> least ahead. at least rant we, over yeah at least we know our kids are being educated correctly yeah so ford announced the bronco a long time ago mm-hmm. now it seems like but, man, it has just been in your face. Yeah. And I love to see it because I'm a Ford guy. I know you're I'm more. Trying to capture some of that market. I know you're Good more of them. a Toyota guy. Mm-hmm. But I think you got to appreciate the off-road ability of that Bronco. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it looks very capable. Yeah, for sure. So the Bronco turns 55 this year. Wow. So the brand itself is 55 years old. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, maybe it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it's something that has to do with that. Starting to have a midlife crisis. Midlife oh, crisis. Oh, wait, maybe that's a little too late. But eh, that could be a midlife crisis. Some people live to 110. That's true. Yeah, maybe the Broncos going to go out and buy a Corvette or something. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> Ford has just done a really good job of getting it front and center. And, um, you know, right off the bat, they opened, I don't know, it's, a, a it's, month ago. You could put a deposit down, I think it mm-hmm. was. So, so far, they have 165,000 people that have put in their $100 deposit. It's a good way for them to gauge the, gauge the, the uh, you know, how, how would they gauge the interest. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't know how many people put $100 down on the mm-hmm. Tesla truck. Do you know? No, I don't know. Anybody. Richard, do you know? Richard's going to get that for us. Yeah. But 165000 that's not a bad start. Yeah. I mean, when you start to... Do they have... Okay, so do they have it broken down as to what people are reserving? Like, which of the three? That they did not say. Um, when... I, I'd be really curious to see how many people are uh, reserving a Bronco Sport. Yeah, I knew you were going to ask that because yeah. you're cracked by that thing. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't believe they're wasting their time with that. But I mean, I guess there's a you know there's a segment that would want to buy that. There is. Yeah. Yeah, and and so the hundred sixty five thousand was uh, basically that included the the regular two door, the mm-hmm. four door, mm-hmm. and included the sport. And, yeah, all three. But I gotta I gotta think that if you're gonna drop the cake on that. You're probably not dropping it on the sport. No, I think yeah. Because there just hasn't been that much stuff about it. Yeah. The other thing that I found interesting was they are coming up with these crazy packets. Like they have a fishing packet that is packet or package. Package, thank okay. you. Wait, what, what did I say? I think you said packet. Packet. Yeah. Oh man. Jeez. More, more coffee. Time for your coffee. More coffee. Yeah, time for coffee. So they have a fishing package. Mm-hmm. 
Now, are, you these, know, are these like uh, from the factory packages or are they nah, like this dealer, one, dealer installed packages? Dealer like installed. This one was done thing. by Yakima. Uh-huh. Um, and you know I'm a big fisherman. Yeah. So you can drive around. I I guess the idea is oh, if right. you were going to drive around uh-huh. the beach uh-huh. or I, I just don't see it working in California. But, you know, on the East Coast where you can drive on the beach yeah. or maybe up in the mountains. Uh-huh. Like if you rolled up. You were driving on some dirt road, and you mm. kind of rolled up. This thing, you can put your fishing poles on the front of it. Oh. So you can fish from oh, your, your Bronco. It's got a little thing to, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, I mean, whether or not that sells or not, I have no idea. It kind of seems crazy to me. But they came out with some crazy-looking stuff. Richard, do you have that number? Yeah, about half a million. Oh, my gosh. Dang. So the Tesla all, all in Southern California. <laughs> yeah. So the <laughs> Tesla truck, half a million people put down a hundred dollars. I thought yeah. Bronco was gonna get close to that. Dang. Apparently I, I'm wrong. Yeah. Dang. But uh yeah. I guess they want those uh, bulletproof breakable windows. I gosh, I <laughs> it must be. Um but so second, Bronco is kinda doing it right. Like yeah. Ford did it right. Yeah. If you buy the car or the Bronco, you are automatically invited to go to what they call an off rodeo. And this is going to take place in Austin, Texas in 2021. So apparently, I mean, if you live on West Coast or East Coast, Texas is kind of central. Kind of in the middle. Yeah. So you can uh, get your Bronco and go flog it. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Sort of like a, instead of a Jeep Jamboree, it's yeah. a, a Bronco Rodeo, yeah. So, I mean, they're taking a lot of, uh, I think they're taking a lot of customers' opinions and kind of making it happen, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be in Austin in 2021, and you can go and Bronco it up. Austin? Austin, keep, Texas. Keep it weird. Yeah, it's an interesting town, I've yeah. heard. But, you know, Texas is cool. I'm I'm down with Texas, and mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of people from California invading Texas, and I'm yeah, not sure Texas pro- probably, really likes probably, us anymore. Uh, I don't, yeah, they don't want to Californianize their state. But I think as far as uh, anything close to California, I think Austin's pretty close. Yeah, probably. It's like, uh, kind of like San Francisco. Oh, really? Very, very liberal. Huh. Well, very, that's interesting. Very artsy and bohemian, as, from what I hear. Huh. I could be wrong. So, in other words, you're saying that the off rodeo uh-huh. is probably going to have craft beer, beards, mm. beards, yeah, beard oils, beard oils, yeah, tattoos, probably tattoos, and not and not not like Hell's Angel tattoos, more trendy tattoos, right? So, okay, well, that's going to happen. So that's kind of cool. They're going to get everybody together, yeah, sort of like the Jeep thing, yeah. And then um, this one's kind of close to us, mm-hmm. okay. So last year, Ford entered the Bronco R in the Baja 1000. Oh, yeah. And I read the article, and they were plagued by a lot of stuff. If you remember, it was like crazy weather last year. Yeah, it was super hot. Well, it was... Wasn't it? I think it was, it was rain. Oh, wait, it was... Uh, no, they don't super do it rainy. When do they do it? In the winter? Yeah, okay. super rainy. Yeah. Like, everything was rutted out. Mm-hmm. People were just, like, going into these craters, but... The Bronco actually um, didn't finish because, number one, they were knocked out by bad weather. Mm-hmm. And number two, they actually were hit by a trophy truck oh. and popped them out. Oh. But they're returning for uh, the 2020, or actually they're returning this year for the Baja 1000 this fall. Mm. 
so coming up and you know we got we got guys uh you know that race under heat shield that do the 1000 so you know that's a grueling race so that's yeah. definitely something i don't uh, correct me if i'm wrong but i'm not sure uh that jeeps do the is there a Jeep class for Baja? That would be a great question. I don't know. There, there probably <clears throat> seems like there's a class for everything. That's true. Pegleg, uh, our buddy Pegleg Lance from uh, Pegleg Garage, he used to be, I think he would, like worked on the original Bronco that was down that they ran and, and something, I think James Duff had something to do mm-hmm. with that originally too. You mean but, like, like the... The first gen Bronco. Yeah, yeah. The first gen Bronco and then every year they race um another class, which mm-hmm. is like a classic class. Mm-hmm. Probably where you don't just go beat the heck out of the oh, machine, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you drive more like uh, an old man than you do yeah. like a yeah. Chris Eisenhower or Nick Eisenhower or Blake Wilkie, you know. Yeah. Just just stabbing it the whole yeah, way. Yeah. You know? Um and then uh, the other one that was interesting, and again, I I really truly feel like Ford's doing it right. There was a lot of scuttlebutt on the internet about people being upset that the Sasquatch package, because that seems to be the more off-roadable package with yeah. the bigger tires, mm-hmm. is only coming in an automatic. So Ford listened, and they actually put out a petition. They put a petition out for their own company saying, sign this, and if it is approved by a certain amount of people, we Mm. will allow a seven-speed manual transmission to be in the Sasquatch. Mm. See, the Sasquatch has the bigger motor, and Mm. it has like the 10-speed automatic, Yeah. where the smaller motor, you can get the seven-speed manual, Mm -hmm. but they... (laughs) They brought out their own petition to make a to do hmm. manual because that's what the customers want. Hmm. Interesting. You just don't see that that often. Yeah, I prefer an automatic off road. You do? Yeah, I've had stick off road before. It's Expand. Just, it's just uh, it's just more work. Yeah, my old Land Cruiser was. Uh, that was probably was a stick. Yeah, was it a? It was a four speed, or was it a three speed on the column? No, it was a three speed on the floor, but you know. I did not drive that like I drive my truck in the desert, mm-hmm. like where we do long trails and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, just because, I don't know, reliability. Yeah, those are a little more finicky, so you, yeah. you had to be uh, either knowledgeable or careful. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't trade my Super Duty for long trails because air-conditioned and oh yeah, it can hold a bunch of stuff. But Yeah. Yeah, I so I, I guess I've only driven. Well, I had a Baja bug, mm-hmm. but that is not really a rock crawler. It's a, nah, that's more of a floating over the sand kind of thing. Yeah, and that was that was. I mean, you didn't really get an automatic with yeah, that. So, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm feeling it. But seven speeds. I mean, that's uh, that's a lot of shifting. Mm-hmm. But I mean, truly, would you get the gear seven, six? <clears throat> would you even get the gear four, five, six, or seven if you're five, six, seven are probably all overdrive gears. Yeah, so you re- you're not getting that on <clears throat> mm-hmm. on off road. Yeah. So, but no, I yeah, I hear you on that. Three. So that'll be on the Sasquatch mm-hmm. model. So time will tell if the petition, um, I guess, passes yeah. or not. And then last but certainly not least, let's talk about off road. So they took the Bronco mm-hmm. to the um, Rubicon Trail, mm-hmm. 
and there was some video and photos of it like rock crawling. Mm-hmm. The one thing that Ford had said. Flick your camera back on. It popped off. I don't know why. Because it's GoPro. Maybe. The one thing that Ford had said was they had enough glitz and glamour shots. You know, they're out in the mm-hmm. dunes by uh, San Diego and Glamis. Yeah. Doing the, you know, the the roost into the mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, who knows how many times that thing got Very stuck. Very picturesque, yeah. Yeah, so they did enough, like, glamour shots to where they wanted to do some, like, proving shots. Uh-huh. And the aftermath, I would suggest everybody go look at that. Just look up aftermath, Bronco, Rubicon Trail. You'll find the article that was written. They went to town. Uh-huh. I'm not sure if the average Joe is going to mash and bash like they did, uh-huh. but they have pictures of the things parked in front of the hotel, uh-huh. like fenders crushed. Oh, yeah. And scrapes and the undercarriage just scraped. Well, it's easy when it's not your vehicle. This is true. It's easy when it's not your vehicle to to flog it. That is true. You know, and and you know if you you know you're those are all Ford employees, obviously, right? Yeah. And I'm sure they were encouraged to uh, get it done. So whatever it takes. Yeah, I'm, they probably yeah. somebody rose their hand and said, "Well, if we're going to the Rubicon Trail, can we go all out? We're gonna scrap these when you guys are done." Yeah. Yeah. Well, they I guess they're pre-production, obviously, because oh, yeah. they're not yeah. really producing them yet. So you know, who knows if it's truly the Bronco underneath? But, man, Probably, the yeah. pictures were pretty great. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. I've seen a couple <laughs> videos now that the Bronco has a little bit shorter wheelbase mm-hmm. than, let's say, like the four-door Jeep. Mm-hmm. And some of the rock crawling or coming up to that rock face to to go up it, mm-hmm. the Jeeps really scrape the back. Oh. And especially if you miss it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you, you know, you're, you're crawling rock, so it, there's no guarantee you're getting to the top. Yeah. You're going up over or you're coming down one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Slowly backwards or quickly flipping over. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so they, they Rubicon Trail hammered it. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, at the end of the day, Jeep is, is, is I think, I don't want to say shaking in their boots because they sell a lot of them, but I think, you know, that they're they didn't take Ford seriously. They're definitely, here they come. They're definitely worried. Yeah, I mean, here, yeah, here comes goes, the Bronco. There goes some of their market share, and um, I think a lot of their market are um, uh, currently, I think a lot of their market are trendy hipsters, and what trendy hipsters like to do is jump on the newest thing, and the newest thing right. is the Bronco. Yeah. I mean, so it, it, they're out there proving it. They're out there yeah. getting it in front of people. Um, I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah. I I just, uh, you know, camping for us, I you know, I like to bring a lot of stuff. Just yeah, I, yeah, I prefer a truck. I mean, I have an SUV right now that we off-road and camp with, but I prefer a truck because you can just throw all the dirty stuff right back in the back and not really worry about really, like, dusting it off. Yeah. You're, you actually came up the other day. We were talking about, um, what were we talking about? Camping and and organization and, and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> and I forget what I had said, and, and uh, it's like, well, Shane has his own way of doing something that has to be. You just see be... me pack up my uh, stuff when I'm backpacking. <laughs> Is it? Are you nuts or huh? what? Well, I, I lay out. I bring. Uh, I bring hefty like uh, trash bags. The black trash bags. I don't open them. I just leave them. 
I leave them flat. Mm-hmm. I lay out like three or four of them, and I when we're packing back up, I line all my stuff up back on, just like I did in the in the house at home when I packed it originally. I line it all up and then back in my backpack that way. That way, it doesn't have to lay on the dirt. So you bring the hefty or, bags. Yeah. Plus, if you're camping in the winter time, you can uh, use the hefty bags as uh, sleds. <laughs> down the that's you pretty know, good because there's a lot of hills, you know. Yeah. Little slopes and things. No, that makes sense. Camp. I mean, maybe I should take. Maybe I should really try to do that because mm. I. Every time we go camping, I forget something. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter. It's all about how you pack. So I you always forget something. I got take on a my picture, f- like the day before. And then you can kind of stew on your picture like, oh, I forgot this. I forgot this. Or I don't need those two things. See, I have a full-on checklist that's in my phone. Mm -hmm. And then as I put stuff into the truck, I click it. But Mm -hmm. don't ask me how, but I'll forget stuff. I'd like to just stage it on one spot and then see it there and then just grab from that pile, throw it in, and then I'm done. Yeah, like the second to last trip to Borrego, Mm -hmm. I forgot bread for the sandwiches, Mm -hmm. cheese for the sandwiches. Mustard for the sandwiches. so they were keto sandwiches, no bread. No, I went to that. <laughs> I went to that little store next oh, to the that's airport. Right. That's right. And paid like thirty <laughs> bucks for the stuff. Yeah. God bless that lady though, because she's out there. Mm-hmm. They live out there, you know, and they got a little little store. So if you're ever on Split Mountain Road on the left hand side, if you're headed out towards Split Mountain or the quarry on the left hand side, there's a small little market there, and she's oh, got yeah. a ton of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the bread wasn't even stale, so. Yeah. I mean that's that's pretty good, awesome. but yeah, maybe I should do that. Maybe you should. Anything else you want to say about the Bronco? Mm, no, I think uh, I think I think you said it all. I think Richard. I, th- I think it's going to be a win-win for Ford. Richard's talking about getting probably one. even. Probably, you know, I dog out that sport, but that sport will probably sell good too for the people that want to have the Bronco name, but not necessarily, uh, you know, totally kill it off-road. Well, I'd like to see how big it is because you keep saying it's going to be the same size as my Escape. I just figured. I just figured it's like a midsize crossover platform. Probably, but would you consider the Escape midsize or the Edge is more like midsize? Maybe okay. Maybe it's the Edge, and yeah, maybe somewhere. It's not a there. bad somewhere in between there. It's not a bad sized car. No, I mean, truth be told, like I got the I got the Escape because of the gas mileage. Yeah, because you either drive the Super Duty and get nine miles of the gallon, yeah. whether you're towing or driving, <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter because it's a V10, or you can drive the Escape and get like twenty three miles of the gallon. Yeah. So it is it hard is, choice when you're uh, just driving around town if you don't need a yeah you know, you're not towing anything. Well, it could drive the I Comet now too. Oh yeah, could drive the Comet and uh, cruise. What's in the style. gas mileage on that? I don't no know clue. if it's very good because I think the carb needs to be rebuilt. Yeah. So <laughs> it's probably the high teens. Maybe probably. In I mean, I've heard that you can get 25 miles of the gallon according to Ed Hansen with a few different. Changes oh, probably, to yeah. the cruising down the freeway, but um, yeah, the the, <laughs> the tough thing if you've ever owned a car with like the gas tank and it's flat in the back, mm-hmm. gas goes everywhere. I I don't don't wait, ask wait, me wait, why flat in the back. Like it's on the so the trunk comes down and it's on the back part of the car oh. in between the tail lights. Oh, you mean it's instead of being at this angle, the opening's at this angle. Yeah, well, in California, you have the big gompy thing that's sitting, that covers and gets all the vapors. Yeah. Where do the vapors go? I'm not sure. Like, does that whole little thing that's about nine inches suck up all the gas vapors? I don't know. I don't know how they work. 
All I know is I got to pull that thing way back when I'm filling up my big, uh, my big red uh, uh, fuel can, my fuel jug. Hopefully, it's a metal one. Yeah. No, it's plastic. Oh, do you have the anti-spill uh, spout? Mm, I think so. Or do you got an old? Oh school no, no, one? no! I got, I got the old school. Yeah. It's a VP fuel can. There you go. But yeah, so you can't. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it's a water jug. Water jug, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you put the spout into the back of this thing, uh-huh. and I wasn't paying attention the very first time I filled it, uh-huh. I think uh, some environmentalists were cringing because I dropped about a quarter of a gallon of gas on the What happened? Did it just fill up all the way and then spill no. back out? Dude, I... Oh, I, it just it just, it shot just back out? Yeah. Oh, weird. You have to, <laughs> like, literally fill that tank... You can't even go to the first click, really. Oh, you I just see. have to let it. I'm almost oh, thinking, weird. like, fill. I may just end up filling up a couple of five gallon jugs and pouring them in there. Maybe. I don't know. Get Ant- yourself a fuel cell. Anthony fills Michelle's car re- up with one of those. Yeah. Like they, so maybe I need to get one of those yeah, race maybe. things on yeah, the back. Get a fuel cell. That way, if someone rear ends you, you don't explode. Well, it has the fuel cell in the back under the trunk. Just like normal cars. Yeah, but the fuel filler is right there at the, above the bumper. It's not a Pinto. It, is, it is a Ford. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, all I'm right, sure, man. I'm we, sure it's fine. We're way off the beaten okay, path. Okay, let's get to tech time. Tech time. Yeah, let's do it. It's time to answer those burning questions. It's tech time here on Hot Laps. Um, this one is about... Plug and boot protection. Mm-hmm. And the question is, I really like this guy first and foremost because mm-hmm. he says, hello, mm-hmm. after researching your plug wires slash boot protectors, they appear to be the best. Mm-hmm. You are correct, sir. Chalk one up for him. Yeah. Uh, I am going, oh, sorry. I am working on a truck. With a conventional exhaust manifold, so basically, I guess, no headers, mm-hmm. with a 90-degree spark plug boot end. Mm-hmm. Do you have a set of lava shields for this application? I could not find, or I could only find the LS base boot, so I think he's like that high-temperature one. The, but Yeah, they're a little... I think but the little... lava boots are, are, are very uh, pliable, oh, yeah. and you could do a 90-degree boot on that, no problem. Oh, yeah, easily. So... Yes, the lava boots will work on a straight plug or a 90-degree plug, mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the important thing is is um, making sure you put them on right. Mm-hmm. So it should be your plug, pull mm-hmm. the plug off the boot, slide the bigger end of the lava boot over the plug wire, mm-hmm. and there's a metal ring at the bottom that is there to help seat that mm-hmm. onto your spark plug. Yeah. But yeah, 90 degrees is no problem. Uh, the lava ones and the regular boots are very pliable, and they work great. Yeah. If you're having that sort of a opportunity um, where your headers or the manifold in this case is very mm-hmm. close, uh, yeah, it'll work. Mm-hmm. No problem. Anything yeah. else you want to add to that? No. Do you, well, we do have 6-inch and 8-inch. Yeah. Depending on if, uh, if he has a 90 degree, maybe he wants the longer one. I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. I have to see a picture. So I had a question about spark plug boots. Mm-hmm. Um, do you need to close the end on a spark plug boot? 
You should. That way it'll uh, keep any heat from kind of like getting trapped. Going down in yeah, there? getting trapped in there, depending on how the boot is oriented in your in your engine. So just with a thermal tie or tape or your um, favorite heat shrinks or? You could, I would probably use um, maybe a little piece of uh, stainless wire. Okay. Um, uh, I, I think that would be okay. Um, that or, um, uh, yeah, I think that would probably be the only thing. You want whatever is not going to melt. I don't know if a heat shrink would quite stand up to the heat. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely close the ends because you're creating an oven, basically, if you're not. You're yeah. just holding the heat in like yeah. you would your oven at home. Yeah, kind of seal it up. Cool. Question number two. Mm-hmm. If I can get to it. I know you have a Class C, so that's a van front, mm-hmm. RV shield, mm-hmm. um, but I have a Class A with a doghouse, which I think is is probably true on some older Class A's. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> this person is looking to reduce heat and noise. He says it's loud and gets very hot in the cabin. The floorboards under the front passenger cabin get very hot as well. I want an acoustic as well as heat solution. What do you suggest? Well, first and foremost, I'm just here to debunk yeah. anybody that says heat and sound are the same energies. Yeah. Before I came here, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Steve has told me that it's not the same thing. There is not an all-in-one solution. So with no. that, Shane, I'll let you take away the question. Uh, that would be a good one for our, um, our, our Stealth DB Armor. Stealth DB Armor. Yeah, so it's got the sound protection. Yep. And then the heat protection on top of the DB armor. And it comes in a square piece. Can uh, be trimmed. Yes, I, I can't remember the sizes. Do you remember the sizes off the top of your head? It's like 39 inch by two feet. Uh, Is I think that it's it? 19. Or something, or something like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, and and we cut those in half now for shipping, so it's like a 19 by 21, mm-hmm. I think. But you can just, uh, you can just put, kind of put them together like a you know, puzzle piece. Cut your shapes you need, line yeah. your floor, you're good to go, or your firewall. Yeah, so that's an all-in-one, or you can just buy the DB armor for mm-hmm. sound. Mm-hmm. DB armor for sound or the DB skin. Mm-hmm. And then the stealth and, shield. And this is, all, this is all installed inside the vehicle. All inside, yeah. yeah. And the DB skin on the, uh, I'm sorry, the DB skin first, that's sound. And mm-hmm. then the most important thing for heat, especially if your feet are getting hot, is the stealth. Yeah. Again, that's all you, inside. Yeah, you can buy them separate, or you can buy them in our kit that's already... Um, I think your thing turned off again. doesn't like you. Yeah, you can buy them in our, our kit um, where they're already adhered together, or you can buy them separate. Right. And we got uh, YouTube videos on the separate one. I know we did... Mm. I mean, we've talked before about Christian Nyberg's yeah, Camaro. Yeah, but Camaro, that's right. We did that, and... Uh, yeah, so the doghouse portion is kind of interesting. I think, you know, we make it for the E450 mm-hmm. chassis from like 1997 all the way to 2020. Yeah. It's all been the same. Yeah. But if you have but, a class A, you could just trace out a Yeah, you could um you, you could do kind of like what we did. Um I'm assuming that the um that class A has a uh, built-in heat shield. Yeah. You can just remove that, install the um, the stealth um, underneath it, 
and then put your shield back in, and then that should help you out. Yeah, because the stealth's only an eighth of an inch thick. Yeah. So fitment yeah, is pretty good on that. Then your other shield will help kind of hold it in place. You can just kind of tack it in place with some, some spray adhesive. And the nice thing when you're talking like dog houses, even on a Class A, I, you know, it's, I'm trying to think of how that would be. It has to be an older style. Yeah. Uh, but those things come out. You can pull it right out of the car and just trace out your pattern and then put the pattern right there onto yeah. the stuff. And Yeah, I would think, too, if it's old, it might not be uh, a bunch of uh, weird, sh- you know, weird curvy shapes. It's probably more like straight. And yeah. Straight No lines. cup holders. Yeah, so it make it really like easy to put something in there. Yeah, and who knows, you know, um, maybe it doesn't even have a heat shield. Yeah, if you're listening, send us a pic. Yeah, there Sir. you go. What was his name? Uh, I didn't write it down oh. this time. okay. Quick. I yeah, was quick on yeah. the draw. Yeah, you Sorry. Know, yeah, you, you know we're talking about you if you're listening. And then the last question is about a Jeep Cherokee. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning more and more about inline sixes now that I have this comment, and yeah. I realize that it's, like, pretty common, like... Not only Ford did it, Chevy did it. BMW, Toyota. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Um, uh, uh, Nissan or Datsun. And apparently... Uh, far, back, far back you want to go. Apparently, if you got a Jeep Cherokee and it's an older model with the 4 liter, uh-huh. uh, it's supposed to be a pretty bulletproof motor. Yeah, I think those were pretty decent. Yeah, so this guy's Jeep Cherokee, but he's got vapor lock. Mm-hmm. Man, if I had a dime for every time somebody called us, or emailed us, or asked us on social media for... Yeah. You just need to throw some ice in your lock. gas tank. <laughs> just ice it. Just gas. ice the gas yeah. tank. Yeah, That's gas, it. Gas on ice. Have a nice day. Ga- ice the gas tank. Yeah. Yeah, you need to... You need to... Uh, well, let me, let me read you the question. Oh, go ahead. I was already going to lead up to my solution, but there go you ahead. Go. Which of your products would you recommend OEM is a heat shield pad on top of the exhaust manifold and below the fuel rail. So there's that metal heat shield that's there. And I think that's probably causing the problem. Is it, uh, I'm not super familiar with those engines, is the um, fuel delivery on the same side as the uh, as the um, exhaust? So it says it's not the cross flow? So oh, yes, it's not, the yeah, intake yeah, and exhaust are on, are the, on same the same side. side. Yep. So it's very old school, mm-hmm. but one of the toughest motors. Yeah. So it's like the Comet. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Exactly. The manifold, and then the intake, mm-hmm. and then the carb. It's very old, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I'm, you know, I'm so, thinking this so guy's he, probably off roading. He's probably not yeah. getting a lot of airflow. Mm-hmm. But what would you recommend there? Uh, what did he say? He has got a some type of OEM type of shield. Yeah. So the, it sounds like there's a shield between um, it, the manifold and the fuel like, rail, like a metal shield maybe with yeah, uh, metal. some type of some type any anything on it. Probably, no. Yeah, it's probably asbestos. No. No. Nothing. That'd be a great place for some sticky shield. So clean it very good. Yeah, clean it very good. Uh, put some sticky shield on the on the underside, probably where the the heat's the the hot side. Yeah, it's just gonna radiate the heat. Yeah, up and over. Yeah, kind of get it uh, redirected around your um, your carburetor and everything. Vapor and, lock. Intake manifold. Yeah. And I think vapor lock. And is... maybe also insulate your uh, fuel lines with some hot rod sleeve. And that's really easy one. to if do. If you don't want to remove your sleeves, you can always use some Thermoflex sleeve that has Velcro. Yeah, I'm so, sorry, hook and loop. So, <laughs> so we have three different sizes or four different sizes of uh, stick shield. Yeah. Uh, we have a three foot by four foot, two by two, one by two, and then for your little projects, we have a 10 by 11. Yeah. So um, what Shane's saying is that on that OEM heat shield – 
it's getting so hot that it's just radiating up towards uh, your fuel, yeah. whether it's uh, it's a 2000, so maybe, I don't know, I would think it's fuel injected. Uh, it's a 2000? Yeah. Really? And it has that design? It says it's Dang, old. I didn't know they, huh. 2000, four liter straight six. I would expect that in the 60s and, you know, 50s, 60s. Well, when did they start making 70s. a Cherokee? Uh, I don't know. You huh. got me. When did they start making the uh, Jeep Cherokee? Maybe Richard can find out. Richard's going to find out, but we'll probably sign off prior to that. We'll yeah. see how fast he is. Yeah. But yeah, so the OEM heat shield is creating a ton of heat that's yeah. like it needs locking to be, up the gas. It needs gas. to be insulated. It was, you know, it was a good design in theory, but it needs to be insulated. Well, the other thing to remember, mm-hmm. and Patrick talked about this, and he's doing a blog about it for the website, mm-hmm. is that the ethanol content in gas has gone up. Yeah. So I think that's why we're seeing so many calls about vapor lock because the boiling point, matter of fact, Martin from uh, All German uh-huh. Auto or All German Motors or All German Tools. Now they have a couple different. Yeah, I mean he brought that fuel tank for his KTM over here with the same problem because yeah. the fuel <laughs> is boiling. It's so interesting too because it's they're all like that's a that's a it, what year's his motorcycle? It's pretty new, isn't it? It's brand new. Yeah, it's brand new. It's you think they would have uh, thought about that and just you know designed some type of shield into that well we're getting off the question but i mean when you look at the design of that ktm and he Mm -hmm. he is um i can tell you why they didn't put a shield on on that tank it's because that tank is shaped very oddly and it's got a whole bunch of different contours yeah yeah it is but uh but yeah it's like that the husqvarna a couple Mm -hmm. other different things he's like super european style bike guy but um but, yeah, so the OEM heat shield is just heating up the, the fuel, but the boiling point for fuel has gone down. Mm-hmm. So uh, the old days where it was, I mean, I, I would be pulling numbers out of the sky, but I we looked it up, and then if you add elevation to some of these things, mm-hmm. so if you're in a Jeep and you're driving in the mountains, which oh, yeah. happens quite a bit, yeah. you know, the boiling point's going to be less. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happening, but Shane's telling you to check out sticky shield maybe pull that oem um, shield off of there mm-hmm. trace out your pattern and then pop the sticky shield on there that is kind of a dirty area of the motor of your motor so i would definitely use the sealing tape around the edges yeah to keep it all clean and then uh take a look at maybe putting some hot rod sleeve on the old fuel lines mm-hmm. and we have that yeah bunch of different uh yeah, bunch of different be, sizes. Then you'd be that. good to go. Seventy-four. Seventy-four. I was one years old. Wow. You were two. I was two. Yeah. And Richard was not born yet. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So seventy-four is the first Jeep Cherokee. Interesting. Yeah. So that's on fuel, fuel, mm-hmm. lock, vapor lock. I mean, mm-hmm. you see it more and more. That's all I got. Those are all the questions I have for this podcast. Podcast twenty-three. All right. Is there anything you want to add? Nope. What's going on with the weekend? Anything good? Nope. The last hurrah before (laughs) school starts? Oh, yeah. No, nothing going on. I can tell you that my son is already crying because he's been going to bed at like between midnight and one every night because he's just... gaming out all night? He's hitting the games hard. Uh He's trying to get that last, that last little bit in. I'm just reminding him that... School is starting, and it's, now you're not physically going to school, but... you got to start yeah. getting to bed early, yeah, so you can Man. not have to start in the, you know, 
one night you're at one and the next night you're trying to go to bed at nine. It just doesn't happen that way. But such is life. And at 16, you kind of learn those things the hard way, right? When you wake up and you're groggy, yeah, tired. I need my my coffee. And at 16, you haven't really figured out coffee yet. No. Because you don't like the taste. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. All right. We appreciate you guys listening. And uh, Where, Where can everybody send the questions? They can send those questions to tech at heatshieldproduct.com mm-hmm. or they can send it to social at heatshieldproducts.com mm-hmm. or you can just go to the website and hit contact us. And uh, you can uh, put your comments below also. Oh, yeah. You if can you're put, uh, watching this on YouTube. You can put your comments below on YouTube and, and thank you to everybody that subscribed on YouTube. Um, we keep growing and it's because of you guys, so we yeah. appreciate yeah, you guys thank you. doing that. That's all I got, Shane. Have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Bye. From everyone at Heat Shield Products, we thank you for listening to Hot Laps. Leave that review, subscribe, tell a friend, and most of all, stay cool. We'll see you next time right here on Hot Laps. Hot Laps.